What's up, Orange County and anyone else listening across the U.S., across the world in reality there? There may be some listeners in Europe, who knows, uh, or South America, if they can understand what I'm saying and the words coming out of my mouth. This is the Orange of Black Soccer Cast. Is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first of 2021 and we are so excited to be back talking about orange county soccer club soccer and the random stuff we talk about on the show pretty much each and every episode Uh, i've missed these guys a whole lot and we've brought a a new face into the crew to join us on a weekly basis but let's first run through the introductions Uh, he needs no introduction as he's been on this podcast more than any other person here today um, I believe, unless, did you lose that title at some point? His name is Dylan from Counterline Coalition. Dylan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It is a pleasure and a privilege um, to be back with everyone here. It's 2020. So let's, uh, let's 2021. Oh, yeah, it's 2021. I'm like two sips into this, too, so that's embarrassing. Well, we're off to a great start, everyone. This is exactly what you'd expected. Might as well just... Uh, Turn it off now, I guess. Don't don't make our listeners and view and or viewers jump ship already, Dylan. Uh, yeah, th- we're getting back into this. We we've been off for what three or four months, so we're going to be a little rusty when it comes to the the smooth podcast flow that we uh, tend to have from time to time, like once or twice a year. Um, let's also bring back uh, someone that's been on the show now forever. He's he's a friend to all. Uh, and he's a soccer expert, I guess, because he's on a bunch of soccer podcasts. Uh, That's Alan in San Diego. Alan, how's it going? Uh, great. March 2019, guys. Uh, hopefully nothing happened, bad happens in the next uh, 12 months. Woo, let's go 2019. Let's make this magical. I'm so confused at the at, at this point. I'm making fun of I'm making fun of Dylan for telling telling us it was 2020 still. It feels like 2020 still. At least for a few more days, and then I'll actually have to go back and be in a classroom with kids again, uh, and then it'll feel not like 2020 anymore. So glad to be here. Glad you are here, Alan, as always. And by the way, we—I uh, mentioned earlier—we've brought a new face along who are, is going to be here permanently with us on this podcast. We sort of stole him from uh, the Reno area, even though he was sort of sitting around with a uh, no team to follow up there anymore. So we said, "Hey." Come join us. And Brad's like, sure, I will do that. And that's, of course, let you know. This is Brad from Reno. Brad, how's it going? Greetings from the future. It is 2022. It is a beautiful year. The sky is shining. And I, too, have a beer. I don't know. I was already... making fun of Dylan. <laughs> Everyone's going to crack jokes at Dylan already, man. Dylan's 
in for a harsh, harsh 2021. Is that the right year? I'm confused at this point on what year we're in. Uh, we had 2020, 2019, 2022. That would be awesome, by the way. Um, but uh, we are glad to be back uh, on the broadcast, the live stream, the podcast to talk Orange County Soccer Club with you. It's been a while. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to discuss over the next few weeks as we head into preseason and the USL Championship regular season. Um, so today what we're going to do is we're going to focus primarily on the roster changes uh, that Orange County saw over the offseason. Uh, we'll talk about the players that left, the players that are returning, and the players that are joining the squad this year. Uh, you know, for time's sake, we're not going to give a 15-minute discussion on each player because that would make this like a 10-hour podcast at some point. Uh, so we're just going to go through the roster really quick, share our, our quick thoughts. If there's any in-depth thoughts really quickly, we will do it. Uh, and then we have a, a guest joining us later on in the show. Uh, and that's going to be one of the newcomers that have joined the club. That's uh, Adam John is scheduled to join us uh, roughly around the 30 minute mark of our podcast. So uh, barring any technical issues, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and please don't fast forward. Listen to what we have to say before uh, listening to that interview. Uh, if you're watching live, you can't fast forward, which is pretty awesome. Unless you're Brad, apparently, because he's in the future. Let's run through this roster. Uh, I just was talking and rambling on forever like I tend to do. Uh, so we're going to start off with the goalkeepers because this goalkeeper goalkeeper setup here so far on this roster is pretty much a new uh, lineup. Uh, there is the potential return. I don't know. We, there's been no official announcement one way or another um, about Danny Fondes, uh, but maybe something will change on that. But there are two new goalkeepers that have joined us. That means there are two goalkeepers that have left the club. We're going to start first with the uh, goalkeepers that left the club. Uh, let's talk really quick. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. Out of the two main goalkeepers that are no longer going to be on the club, that's uh, Aaron Cervantes, who left for Rangers, and then um, Frederick Dew, who I, I know he signed elsewhere. I don't know exactly where. I unfortunately did not prep for that. Uh, Dylan, out of those two, who's the biggest loss for this this team? Um, I, I have to say it's Frederick Dew. And that's not to disrespect Aaron Cervantes, but I think Aaron's departure is actually a really good thing for our club. Um, it helps that we have this partnership with Rangers to get players into Europe. But I think we're also looking at a guy that's, um, he's been here for three years. He signed as a 15 year old. And he had success at this level and he's now moving on. Um, I think that's a success. So I think losing a player like Frederick do that experience, um, the tenacity, I'll put it that way. That sounds nice. The tenacity at the back, um, that's going to be a big miss for us. Now we'll see if um, Patrick Kukowski can do the same thing. I don't know. Maybe Abraham Romero. I don't know. But we've seen him a lot, especially in the last year, and I didn't see him. So anything's possible. It's 2021. <laughs> he got. He finally is in the right year. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk briefly about our expectations, uh, who's potentially going to start, uh, who, who's going to be the bigger uh, piece of this team. But really quick, let me go to you really quick, Alan. Uh, out of the loss of Aaron and Frederick, uh, which one hurts you the most? Yeah, I'd have to agree that is probably the, the bigger of the two losses. Um, he kept Orange County in a lot of games. 
there was a lot of victories or draws that were avoided uh, last season, particularly in the middle of the season where he was uh, keeping the team in the game, <laughs> game in the team, team in the game, game in the team, whatever that s- s- phrase is. Again, we're batting a thousand. Um, in order for them to to put some goals in later in the game to actually pull out some victories, let some goals in, and then we get, uh, you know, uh, Orange County gets in some trouble. So uh, big piece for last year's uh, early success. What's up, Andy? Um, and so I, I would have to say him. I think I'd agree with Dylan. Let me throw to you, uh, Brad, as an outsider, really, uh, last season with this club. I mean, you're, you're watching from afar. You had a, a local team still to support. But when you look back as a, an opponent, maybe with a scouting report, you're looking at playing Orange County. Which uh, goalkeeper uh, are you scared to see between the pipes uh, on game day uh, from Orange County? I think either one, honestly, because more importantly than anything, uh, the goalkeepers for Orange County always had a quality defense to back them up. And I went to your solo cam right when you're finishing <laughs> that up. Um, yeah, you know, I, I sort of agree with what you're saying there, Brad, is both of those goalkeepers provided uh, something different to this club. Um, you look at uh, Frederick Dew. I mean, he was amazing uh, in 2020 in the weird year. He he was pretty solid for most of the part. The, uh, for the longest point, our defense was a very strong point uh, for Orange County. And part of it was Frederick Dew uh, in goal uh, for that. Nothing against uh, Aaron Cervantes. I mean, when you look at the the age difference, you look at the experience difference. I mean, you expect Frederick Dew is going to be the more uh, solid and the more consistent performer uh, in goal. Uh, Aaron Cervantes is going to hurt just for the fact that he was still very young and a lot of potential. And, you know, the fans, who are they going to now use that that chant? Who's one of our own with, uh, with Aaron Cervantes gone? I mean, we'll have to figure out who the next uh, homegrown talent's going to be that's going to earn that that chant. And maybe we can discuss that later on or in another episode. Um, but proud to see Aaron move on to Rangers. We talked about that last year. It's a, it's an amazing experience for him. It's going to be great opportunity for him, for us soccer, uh, in general and for the future of orange County. Cause it's now proven that you can go from, uh, USL championship club to the big leagues in Europe, uh, just like that. So, Good to see. Uh, so the incoming replacements basically for those two are uh, Abraham Romero and Patrick Rakowski. Um, Abraham Romero, we've seen because he was playing with Los Dos uh, previously. Uh, Patrick Rakowski is going to be sort of the unknown factor. He's coming over from Europe. Um, I can't remember exactly which league. I think it's the the Danish league, but if I'm wrong, correct me. No. Which league is it, Dylan? You tell me. It's the Finnish league. The Finnish league. It's it's in the same general area. I, I was I was at least close, but yeah. Um, sorry, geography uh, nerds. You're American. It's that. fine. Everyone knows we're bad at maps. <laughs> we're the only country um, that matters. But uh, you know, you're at least it's it's he's coming in with some experience out, out in Europe uh, in in competitive. Based on the little we know out of. The two, because even with Abraham Romero playing Los Dos, we're not going to know too much about him, uh, you know, other than what we've seen uh, his play in the USL. What, uh, which goalkeeper is going to be the more important goalkeeper for Orange County, Dylan? Patrick Kukowski. Um Oh, you know, that is a really, ooh. I'm doubting my initial take because obviously this club is trying to do something 
with youth players and trying to move them on. And I have to feel like them picking up Abraham Romero, like maybe the Galaxy have done the um, kid from Toy Story thing, and they're like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Um, maybe Orange County's in a really great spot to pick him up, and maybe he gets a another shot with an MLS team at the end of this year. I think it's... I think it's Rakovsky's spot to lose as the more experienced goalkeeper coming from Europe. Um, but it is, uh, oh man, what an awful time. I think uh, Braden Cloutier just loves giving himself headaches when it comes to trying to pick a starting 11. Because I think both of them are going to be fully capable of being a number one for Orange County. Yeah, that's the the interesting part with this is you got two goalkeepers that probably can start on most USL franchises or at least compete to start on most USL franchises. And you're sort of stuck in that same situation you were in last year where you have two goalkeepers that can start on most USL championship uh, rosters. So uh, is that a difficult thing to have, Alan, or is that a good thing to have? Uh, I mean, depth is always important. Um, you're expanding to 30 four games, 32 games. And essentially what you're looking at is you want to have a guy that you can, you can go to in case of injury. Um, it's always good to have kind of a one and a one a. And I think with these two guys, I think that's what you're looking at is kind of a one and a one a, as opposed to a one and two. Um, it was 16 games last year, sir. Yeah. Um, um, it's 34 the year before that my apologies yeah you're all good it's 2022 for it's 2022 yeah, so yeah, yeah, might be, yeah no he might exactly. be to 34 um so he knows no, I, something i think the 1a 1a thing is kind of how and then it's just kind of who establishes themselves um and you kind of ride that hot hand uh you are going to have some back-to-back games or you might need a guy to step in on a wednesday night um, so having that depth is always uh, a great thing, as we've seen with injuries, um, knock on wood, or just uh, you know games building up. You you need somebody there who's going to step between the pipes and do and do a good job. Let me uh, jump to you really quick, Brad. Um, you know, is it a problem to have two starting quality goalkeepers, or is it going to throw a wrench? Uh, uh, or th- what? I don't. I messing up on my sayings already. Is it going to? Uh, cause problems in uh, form and consistency if you're having to, uh, as a goalkeeper, rotate in and out every other match? Um, I don't think so. You know, back when Reno was still a team, we had, coming from San Jose every week, two goaltenders uh, in JT uh, Marcinkowski and Matt Bersano. And it worked out quite well. You know, the one thing that is a concern is always uh, when you have multiple goalkeepers who are capable of starting, of keeping that... Uh, synergy with the defense and the goalkeeper but i think both keepers are good i don't know again like all of us uh, about uh rakovsky but romero you know playing on an inexperienced team in uh los dos you know making the playoffs too uh when he has good days he has really good days and when he doesn't you know he lets in four so perfect yeah um i guess you know it's always good to have more uh, mm-hmm. than less, uh, or, you know, we're, we're in a better off situation than if we didn't have any proven starting quality goalkeepers, uh, entering the season. So, um, can't complain about that. Let's move on, uh, to the defense here and the defense probably out of all the, uh, 
field positions is probably the most consistent from coming back from last season. Um, you have uh, returning uh, Kobe Henry, you have uh, Nathan Smith, Rob Kiernan, Kevin Alston, Michael Orozco are all returning. Uh, key losses from last season's defense would include uh, Danny Finlayson, who uh, was uh, one of the loanees for Rangers last year, who came in and actually was very solid for the first half of the season uh, there on defense. Um, am I incorrect in saying that's the, or, or Blake Malone is leaving on loan to Union Omaha, but he really didn't play a, any major part with Orange County last season. So there's not really a loss there. If anything, it's a benefit because he's going to get some extra playing time out there in League One. Uh, so let me just really quick ask, uh, and this could be a simple yes or no answer, uh, is Orange County going to fill the loss of Danny Finlayson um, this season? Or is the replacement players, basically the key one would be uh, Brent Richards from Reno as the main replacement there. So are we going to fill a loss uh, with Danny Finlayson uh, off the roster, Dylan? A loss in boys that speak with... Um just impossible to understand accents yes a loss in the field no disrespect to danny but no i mean we're getting brent who is an incredible fullback um i mean now we've got three guys that can play on the right side and that are actually fullbacks instead of a center back that has been pushed out to the right and you know does well defensively but can't cross like this is a this is a good move for orange county alan what what's your thought uh is the uh Brett Brent Richards uh, acquisition to replace Danny Finlayson uh, a positive move for Orange County or is it a step back? Um, I, I would say at at worst neutral. Um, I, I think Orange County's back line um, and defense wasn't the issue last season. Uh, it was more midfield forward. Uh, so having that core group back. Uh, is going to do wonders for consistency uh, in defense, uh, especially against some of the high-powered teams in the Pacific. Uh, you're going to need that cohesiveness going forward. So I think it's overall a, 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 a positive. And, and, you know, an amazing benefit now of having Brad on the show is he can actually uh, give us a little bit of details about the newest defender on the team in Brent Richards. Um, really quick, just give us your Reno perspective of Brent and what's he's, what is he going to bring to Orange County's very solid defense from last year? He's going to bring offense. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's going to bring offense to uh, Orange County's defense. Uh, Brent is a former player when he was on Portland Timbers 2 who would play up uh, in the attacking striker position. Um, And then he settled back on the right back, and he's been solid ever since. Uh, He's played pretty much every minute or most two close to every minute over his uh, couple years in Reno. Um, He was one of the, I think, original players who played in every season, too. Um, And honestly, he's a good defender, but he brings a better offensive game. Like uh, Dylan was saying, uh, he can cross the ball, and he can uh, get the ball to someone who will score. Perfect. Yeah, and, you know, again, this is one of the – or parts of the field where there's the least change coming from last season. So that's a good thing. Uh, Maybe a slight lack of depth, but we depth depth, but we still haven't heard uh, anything about uh, Loney's coming from Rangers uh, and potentially you'll see a defender come over from Rangers uh, to sort of fill in some of that depth. Who knows? 
um, there's always with the uh, Blake Malone loan, if, if for whatever reason we need you know, to bring him back for depth reasons, that may be a possibility, but who knows, uh, you know, talking at that point of like an, a major injury where you're going to lose a, a couple players uh, off the roster for a long period of time. But if everyone could stay healthy, it, it's a really solid defense, which is, which is good to see. Um, let's move on to the midfield here. This, uh, Quite a bit of quite a few changes here in the midfield. So let's go over or let's run through the departures uh, in the midfield uh, from last season. That's going to include, and I'm just sort of running through uh, a list here. I might be off on the exact positions, uh, but some of the midfielders that are leaving would be Harry Forrester. Um, you have uh, Edson Alvarado. You have Cami Palmer, uh, Danny Chrysostomo. Um, and then the, the, the big one, Aiden Quinn, who uh, left the club. And then uh, returning players from last season, Seth Kasipoli, Brian Oloski, Francis Jacobs, and some newcomers to the club in the midfield are going to be uh, Tommy McCabe and Miko Kuningas. Uh, let me just go to you, Dylan. Thoughts. Uh, you know what? I have Brad just sort of on the screen this whole time while I'm talking. <laughs> so if you're watching live, you got to watch Brad the whole time. This is what happens when you're trying to control the stream, look at rosters, look at stats. I'm looking at three monitors at once. So let me go to you, Dylan, your thoughts on the midfield uh, with the, the losses. Um, hold off on any talk about Aiden Quinn. We will get a little bit more in depth on Aiden Quinn next week. Uh, but your thought on the midfields, um, you can briefly talk about Aiden Quinn, but hold off on any in-depth on that. Well, we have a 10 and Brian Olosky. I don't know anything about Miku. Uh Kuningus. The, I have to tread lightly around that one. We'll have to learn how to say that properly. Um, for this is a family show. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I don't know. It's going to be a big loss. Aiden Quinn is one of the USL's best players, and I'm very confident in saying that. Um, and he was a good presence here, and he was very intense. Um, and I think he really demanded that same level of commitment from his other midfield partners. And he worked really well with everyone else, at least as far as I knew. Um, so I, I don't think we're allowed to hate Quinn. Um, Cause I think that was a really great opportunity for him uh, professionally. I'm sure we have the quality. We have a, another stacked midfield. I hope this gives us a little bit more, flexibility compared to what we had last year where we kind of had to do four banks of two or two banks of four, excuse me, four banks of two would be uh, certainly interesting and probably not very successful. Um, so I'm hoping that over the course of an actually longer season this time, I'm still the congested um, schedule that we can actually get some sort of changes in and maybe when it comes time to go on the road to Phoenix, and it's 110 degrees because it's August, we can play two minks of four <laughs> and do what we did uh, when we first did this restart. And when we're at home to, you know, Vegas, I'm sorry, LAFC two, um, or like, you know, Tacoma or whatever teams end up being garbage this season, we can do like a 424 or something crazy like that, where we just create a ton of chances and score a ton of goals. Let me uh, jump over to you, Alan, with a quick question, and then you can give your thoughts uh, about the midfield in general. Um, is this year, the year that we see more out of Francis Jacobs and uh, 
see him get more opportunities now that maybe there's a little bit of an opening there in the midfield? Um, I would like to say yes, uh, but I think it might be more in the vein of what we saw from Aaron Cervantes, where it's uh, situational at first and he kind of works his way into the team. Um, maybe not an outright starter, but I think he's definitely going to get some time and some love, uh, particularly against maybe some of those weaker opponents like a Tacoma um, where you're already playing kids against kids. He's going to step into that role and be very successful. Um, as far as hating Aiden Quinn, um, based on my experience last year, um, you can hate him 90 minutes at a time when he bangs in a goal at the top of the box against you. He's over. You got you, you love him because he's Aiden Quinn and he's such an awesome dude um, and ha- has had such a great career that you want to root for him, just not when he's on the pitch playing against you. So based on my personal experience, you're going to hate him about 90 minutes at a time. Uh, but then when it all when all is said and done, you do want players like that to be successful. Um, yeah, I think the midfield is going to be fine. I think the defensive overlap um, is is going to continue to play well for Orange County uh, with the wing backs bombing up the sides. Uh, so you have maybe a little bit more defensive mids hanging in uh, or hanging back. Uh, and then obviously your forwards, you have um, quite a few options of goal scorers up there. Um, so it's really, I think the midfield is going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say pedestrian, that's not the right word, a little bit more defensive-minded, knowing that you're going to have some guys bombing up and down the sides and those forwards really attacking. You might see a little bit more defensive from the mids, and that's not a bad thing. So I'm going to go back to you, Brad, uh, uh, You know, with your Reno take on things, because last season Orange County brought in Seth Kasipli to join the, uh, a, a very solid midfield with Aiden Quinn, uh, and a few other players there. He probably didn't have the type of season he was expecting coming to Orange County, and probably a lot of fans maybe watching him from Reno or looking at uh, Seth Kasipli and thinking that's not the the player we remember from 2019, uh, a player who had seven assists, five goals, uh, playing over 2,000 minutes, comes to Orange County, deals with some injuries, deals with maybe uh, some trouble figuring out exactly where to put him into the roster, uh, and only plays, you know, 900 or so minutes with no goals and an assist. Um, is this a, a comeback here for Seth Kasipoli based on what you might uh, remember him from two seasons ago? I hope so. Uh, I know that him and Brent Richards have a good bond. They're good friends when they were up here in Reno. Um, and on top of that, it's nice to see players like Chris Weehan and Tommy McCabe come to town too. I know that's kind of moving ahead of time. But keeping things brief, I think last year was a very off year for Seth Kasipoli. But if there's one thing that he's consistent in, he's definitely a player that fans root for all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if if he can sort of have that bounce back season, especially now with Aiden Quinn uh, moving on to Phoenix. There's going to be that gap there where you need a, a this experienced solid midfielder, and I, I really am confident that Seth will be able to f- uh, fill into that that fill that gap that is left with Aiden Quinn leaving, and hopefully uh, we'll see little to no change. I'm not saying I'm not trying to bash Aiden Quinn and say that Seth Casibly and Aiden Quinn are the same level. Um, I think Aiden Quinn is uh, definitely a more talented uh, and proven player in the USL, but Seth can do those types of things as well. And I'm hoping we can see that um, in 2021. Uh, We're going to move on uh, to the forwards, but really quick, uh, let me just take a quick break here and we'll be right back. Orange County SC is excited to announce their spring youth soccer camps. Open to boys and girls ages 6 to 15 the week of March 29th 
three-day and five-day options are available. Visit orangecountysoccer.com forward slash camps and unlock early bird pricing today. All right, let's move on to the forward positions and the wingers. We're going to sort of lump these together, the forwards and wingers. There's also some uh, big changes in this part of the uh, the pitch or the starting lineup or even the team roster, whatever we want to say. Um, I'm going to go through the players that are leaving from 2020. That would be Ugo Coley is no longer with the club. Um, who else is no longer with the club? Let's throw in Chandler Hoffman, uh, Diego Lopez, Kevin Coleman. Anyone I'm missing on there out of the majors? I know you have uh, players like uh, you have uh, Alexis Cerritos, I think, is gone. I don't really know where we're slotting him in, but he also wasn't here for most of last season, so I'm not really going to worry too much about that part of the roster. Uh, Returning players, you got Thomas Enavoltson, who I guess you could say is incoming because he wasn't with the club last season. Darwin Jones is back, uh, and then you have uh, Raymond Dry is back, and then you have newcomers joining the club, which are – uh, Ronaldo Damas, uh, Iro Markinen, Chris Wehan, and Adam John. Let's go to you, Dylan. Thoughts on the shift up top, uh, the returning players, the new players, the loss of players? Go for it. Um, I have no idea what to expect from half of these players. If they come and put some effort in, that's probably going to be good enough. You know what? Actually, let me walk back that statement. If they come in and score goals, that'll be good enough because effort was not the problem at the top of the pitch last year. Um, but not taking 15 touches in the box and just like putting your foot through the ball when you're standing on the six was a problem. So, you know what? Now, instead of relying on one guy to score you know, 40% of the goals for this team over a season, I think, you know, if it's been two matches and you're not producing i think you can take a seat on the bench and have someone else take your spot and if that means adam john sits down for someone like ronaldo damas or um mark Hannon sits or mark Hannon plays maybe we do big man little man like it's um you know the good old days of like 2000 the early 2000s why not it works really well and uh you know it's it's fun on set pieces so i think last year i don't know maybe this is a little bit of an over correction um, by the front office where we looked and we said, wow, we didn't have any goal scores. And we just said, yeah, we'll just sign like 10 and see what happens. Um, could be a great problem to have. And, you know, this means that guys are throwing themselves into opportunities to try and score. Um, we don't have to, you know, worry about any like small little injuries that they might pick up in training or during, uh, during a match. And I, I'm going to definitely get to you, Alan, and you, Brad, about this, but we do have, it looks like, uh, a guest ready to join us here. So let's see if we can bring him on Oops. and find out find out a little bit more about this. That's going to be uh, Adam Jean, uh, one of the newest members of Orange County Soccer Club. Let's see if uh, he's available. Um, Adam, uh, if you can hear me, uh, uh, how, are you, yeah. how are you doing? Welcome to the Orange Black Soccer Cast. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Cool. Um, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Welcome to Orange County SC uh, as one of the newest goal scorers, um, sort of a problem area for the club last season. Uh, so I think fans are excited to see not just yourself, but some of the other signees uh, that are joining the club to potentially uh, 
load the front line here and, and get a lot of goals. Uh, let me just ask you really quick. What are your thoughts on join Orange County? What's uh, what intrigues you about joining this club? Oh, I'm really excited uh, to join the club. You know, um, I'm from Northern California and spent my youth driving down to Southern California for soccer tournaments. So uh, I know the area qu quite well and I love it. And, um, you know, an opportunity presented itself and uh, Orange County, Oliver and um, Braden were, were, uh, were really excited to, uh, to, to start a dialogue. And, you know, that turned into uh, bringing me into the club. So as you guys were, were chatting earlier um, about the forward problem, I'm really excited to have that problem too, because uh, uh, I love scoring goals. And that's, that's definitely something I think a lot of Orange County fans are going to be excited about. Uh, no, nothing against any of the players that were up top last season. It just seemed like the, there was a lack of confidence once you got to the midpoint of the season. Um, but with some of the names that we've brought in, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with some of these other uh, players that are on the uh, joining the team with you, uh, Chris Weehan, uh, and then Thomas and Voltson coming back. Um, what, uh, what can Orange County fans expect out of Adam John uh, wearing the orange, black, and white colors uh, throughout 2021? Well, I mean, for everywhere, any team I play with, you'll always get 100% effort. You know, I was brought up and, and learned that from an early age. That's the one thing you can control, and there's really no excuse for not giving your all. So that's a given with me. And then, you know, on the field, performance-wise, I, I hope we can just play really exciting attacking soccer and create lots of opportunities and just be – um kind of overwhelming against other teams and, you know, uh, get, get a bunch of wins and, and compete for the, for the trophy at the end. And so you, you mean, you have experience playing against orange County, uh, and playing at championship soccer stadium, uh, with the team that we're not really going to mention too much about. Uh, but, uh, what was your experience in, uh, 2019 with, uh, that team and, uh, are you hoping you can come over here to Orange County and and finally get Orange County over that hump and get us past the 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 team from the desert? Yeah, yeah, that game was. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think you guys won two to one. Um, but yeah, it's a great stadium, really nice um, field and 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 area, like I said. And uh, if if I remember correctly, you guys were the, well. OC was the last team to beat that team before their streak. So hopefully we can um, bring that luck here and uh, go on a cool streak of our own uh, this year. So yeah. Hopefully you're the good luck charm that, that brought that streak. And now you're going to bring that streak here to orange County um, and have a, a great run. Um, what's your, your preferred like style of play when you're out there on the pitch? What do you, what do you like to, to see, you know, with the lineup, the setup, um, the type of, of movement with the ball? What, what, what is Adam John like out there when you're playing? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a target guy and, you know, I'll be physical and uh, just service in the box. You know, every forward relies on the players around him to have success. And uh, I always think whenever I, whenever I score a goal, it's dude, it's, you know, whoever gave it to me. I mean, I really believe that um, I get, uh, give a huge credit to, you know, all my teammates because, you know, the, the goal is the end product, but um, so much goes into it beforehand. That's, um, so important. So, you know, crosses in the box, I'll give him my all to get on, get on the end of it. And, um, 
just battling. You know, there's a lot of big center backs out there um, being a big presence up front. And, you know, hopefully some of our shifty, you know, skilled, crafty guys can, um, you know, come collect some of the some of the balls that drop down and, you know, score more goals. Uh, Adam, you are, for maybe the people that aren't aware, I'm sure you are aware, you turned 30 this year. Um, so congrats, I guess. Thanks for reminding um, Yeah, sorry, <laughs> maybe, but um, also congratulations. Is this a good, I mean, at least for you personally, are, are you looking at this to be um, a chance to earn another MLS spot come 2022? Yeah, I mean, I always want to play at the highest level. That's why I um, jumped at the Atlanta opportunity last year. Um, and, you know, you know, you can't predict the future. You can only control the present. And right now it's focused on this team and winning a trophy. I think that's, uh, that's why I was brought in. That's why um, Braden and Oliver are building the team like they are. It's, you know, because we want to win. So that's my sole focus right now. And, uh, then we'll we'll talk after that. All right. So Adam, quick one for you. So you mentioned that you like to give credit to the players who produce for you. Um, so who on the team are you looking forward to in 2021 working with this upcoming season? Well, I mean, I guess the obvious answer is uh, Thomas. Um, I'm excited to get to know him and, and uh, see what he can bring, you know, day in and day out. And, um, I know. I actually know the two players I know from previous pretty well are um, well. One of them, Seth Casipley, you know, and uh, Brent Richards, and um, those guys had had good success in Reno. And, and you know, Reno was a very attack minded team. With you know, Brent was bombing forward, and Seth kind of controlled the middle. So, um, I mean, I'm just picking out a few, but I'm sh I'm sure every player. Every player and every player in general has their strengths and their asset class, and um, it's going to be exciting to get to know, you know, each and every one of my teammates and and what they bring and what they like, what their strengths are, and you know, just see what we can do and and uh, build some chemistry. Yeah, and let me just say really quick, Adam, is as you if for those listening to the podcast and now watching live stream. Brad's uh, face just lit up with a big old smile because uh, Adam, if you didn't know, Brad actually just joined us. This is his first episode with us. He came over from the Reno podcast with uh, no longer a team up for them to support that he's joining us here. You couldn't tell on our from all now. my scarves on the wall around me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead, Alan. So uh, Adam, Orange County has a history of, of bringing in young talent and kind of working them to get to the next level. Uh, how excited are you to work with some youth and really guide them? And what advice are you giving them uh, to get to that next level since you've been there and had some success? That's a great question. And, um, you know, youth soccer, as every pro goes through it, and um, it was just such a fun experience. And um, whenever I kind of offer private trainings to to the younger kids that aren't quite like in super serious mode yet, I the one thing I stress is just keeping it fun, keeping them engaged in, in the sport. And uh, I think I benefited from that type of training when I was young because I just loved it, loved the sport and got out as much as I can and 
and never got tired of it. And I was never put in a position to get burned out. So I was grateful for that experience. And that's what I try to teach um, some of the younger kids. And I'm, I'm really excited to, um, to kind of dive into the youth soccer community here. I, uh, I, I do have my coaching license and uh, I, I figured I should put that to use and, and work, uh, work on getting some experience. So um, pretty pumped to, to be in such an environment that really fosters youth development. Yeah, it's an amazing part of this club, and it's one thing I think a lot of the fans are excited about is is there's this link now to the uh, youth development here in Orange County. I'm glad to hear that you are excited to maybe take a part of that because it's it's an amazing thing to see these young players excited about learning the game, playing the game, having fun, and just enjoying the, that themselves. Um, you mentioned your positive experience, you know, as a youth player. Uh, can you just sort of let us know, like, is there a, a coach or a mentor uh, back in your younger days that you just say that was the person that made me fall in love with this game? Oh man, <laughs> I can't, uh, can't credit just one person. Um, geez. Or can I, th- th- let's make it. I'm going to gonna dodge the question and say um, Thierry Henry and the Arsenal Gunners were the reason I love soccer so much. And my youth club was named, we're the Arsenal Gunners. I'm always, I'm number 14 whenever I can be. Um, and I named my dog Gunner. So we'll leave it at that. I'm just going to hand it off to Dylan to handle the rest of this interview at this point. Uh, again, for those of you not watching the live stream, there's some really great faces going on here. Um, anyone that listens to me knows that I'm Tottenham through and through. So nothing against uh, you, Adam. I'm excited to have you at the club. I'm just sort of joking around with that. It's it's that uh, that Spurs Arsenal rivalry there. And, and I'm still upset about this past weekend, by the way. Uh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this then. Uh, uh, we, we always like to ask a few fun questions. So we're going to go ahead and do that really quick. Um, and I see someone on our YouTube stream, Nathan Wander saying London is red. Um, I would advise Nathan to check the standings uh, in the premier league table. Cause it's definitely not red at this point, at this point um, let's get to some fun questions here really quick. Mine is going to be uh, if you were forced to sing a song of karaoke, what song are you choosing? Oh man. Um, my girl. The Temptations. Temptations. Awesome pick. Awesome pick. I, I, I gotta, I gotta raise my glass to that one. That's the first time I've ever heard a Motown reference to the karaoke question. That's that's pretty darn cool. There. Well, fun, fun little story here. Um, as a freshman at Stanford, on the first away trip of the season, when we go out to dinner the night before the the first away game, the uh, the freshmen have to serenade a lovely lady in the restaurant and sing that song to her. So how, how did it go? Did, I mean, did you, did you uh, at least hit all the, all the right notes? I can't. Yeah. It, it went great. Um, no shame, no shame <laughs> at all. You just got to embrace it and, and, uh, uh, can't get embraced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me throw it over to Dylan because he's still compiling his uh, cookbook, the, his Orange County Soccer Club official cookbook. So he has a question for you. Yeah, Adam, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? I love spaghetti squash. 
Okay. I that eat is- that instead of pasta. So I'll bake it in the oven, 425 for 40 minutes. Pull it out, steaming hot, shred it with a fork, and it's like spaghetti. So get asked though, like, how do you season that spaghetti squash before you throw it in the oven? Nothing. Just straight up, and then I'll cook a garlic parmesan sauce with maybe some shrimp and chicken. Throw it all together, and you're good to go. So, so we're saying you may have a, a career in the restaurant business uh, after your soccer career ends with uh, the way that sounds. That sounds pretty pretty darn delicious there. So I'm keeping, the, I'm keeping that door open. <laughs> uh, Alan, do you have a, a fun question for Adam? Uh, no, I'm super serious. <laughs> what about you, Brad? Uh, well, mine's a little more serious than all the other ones, but uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? That is correct. Yes. So pineapple, Canadian see that? Bacon pineapple is awesome. See, the, the funny thing is, you if, if again, if you're not watching the live stream, you're missing out because every other person except for myself started shaking their head no. Uh, and I'm sitting here with a big old smile because I agree with you, Adam. Uh, yeah. Pineapple, Canadian bacon, perfect pizza. No, no, no. Well, it's great to have you on, Adam. And I'm sure we'll talk to you sometime at the end of the season. All right, good luck. See you later. Oh. <laughs> uh, Really quick, uh, Adam, I have one last question for you, then we'll let you on your way. Um, you know, Countyline Coalition is a big supporter or, you know, big part of Orange County Soccer Club, the supporters group out there um, chanting along all match long. Um, is there any recommendations you have if they want to create some sort of special chant for you? Do you have any uh, chants from previous teams that you've enjoyed or any thoughts? Or do you want them to come up with something with my girl and, and make that uh, your yeah. theme chant for, for Countyline Coalition? Well, let's let's come up with something a little more fierce than my fiercer than my girl. But um, you know, that's a that's a good question. Let me think on it, and uh, I'll get back to you uh, on the next time I'm on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, think about it. Let us know. We'll remember to ask that question of you again. Yeah. <laughs> per- perfect. I want to let you go. Don't want to take up too much time. Do you have any uh, last messages for the the fans uh, as we head into the preseason and? Um, kickoff just uh, what a month and a half, two months away for the regular season. Uh, no, other than um, it was great chatting with you guys, and I'm really excited uh, to get the season started, and you know to hear the good news that we'll have some fans in the stands this year. That's um, that's such a big deal to the players. Uh, at least personally speaking, it's it's really difficult to play <laughs> without fans, and uh, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to. Uh, play in front of fans again so really i'm really excited to be a part of this group um and i know all my teammates and and the staff are just rearing to go so uh can't wait to get out there and, and meet everyone uh in about a month and a half like you said awesome thank you so much adam ladies and gentlemen that is one of the newest members of orange county soccer club adam john uh, we appreciate your time joining us uh on this episode and we look forward to talking to you again soon and Looking forward to an amazing uh, season there for Orange County Soccer Club. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Good night. Perfect. Um, really quick, before I get to uh, the next part where we're going to have Brad and Alan talk about the forwards, uh, let's just take a quick little break here. With Orange County currently in the red tier, Orange County Soccer Club is thrilled to be able to host fans at Championship Soccer Stadium. A very small, limited number of reserved seats are available to new season ticket holders. 
To ensure you can be there for opening day, act now and place your season ticket deposit at orangecountysoccer.com forward slash tickets. Perfect. I figured that was a great transition because uh, Adam was talking about the excitement of having fans in the stadium. So why not throw that into now? Um, Alan, let me get to you now. If we can remember where we were, we were talking about the changes in the forward uh, part of the field for Orange County. Um, sounds like Adam's on board for these changes and excited about the, uh, you know, the partnerships that he's potentially going to be able to build and and whatnot. Uh, what are your thoughts on this this group? Yeah, I think. Um... There's plenty of forwards, and I think it gives uh, Cloutier an option to um, adjust the attack based on the opponent. Um, I think you can go two at the top uh, with a, a target guy and a speed guy. Uh, you can go height with uh, John and um, Thomas at a Voltson. I think there's, there's just tons of options that are available Um to the team now that you can go three at the top, you can go two at the top. Um, it just gives you versatility. Uh, whereas kind of in the past, it seems like you're the, the options were limited. So we were, um, I can see that maybe no pineapple, but definitely pepperoni jalapeno. That's a good, that's a good classic. Uh, I, I do think it just gives you some options. It gives you some flexibility. Um, you can, you know, work a couple different tactical uh, setups uh, to respond to whoever you're playing, the strengths and weaknesses of your opponent. Um, so I, I think there's there's a lot of positivity here. And then, um, like Dylan said, you kind of ride the hot hand and who's scoring goals, you can keep them on the pitch. Um, and um, I, th- I think Orange County's offense is going to um, be more of a danger to keep up with the rest of the Pacific. Uh, let me get you, Brad, really quick. Let me ask you this question, then you can go into your general um, thoughts on the uh, scores on the roster. Uh, last season, Orange County brought in Ugo Coley. They brought in um, Chandler Hoffman, both you know proven scores in the USL who struggled to make any kind of impact uh, throughout the full part of the season. Now, again, it was a crazy season last year. Should Orange County fans be worried about you know the same type of <sighs> – Lack of production from players like Adam John, Chris Weehan, um, Eero Markinen, or uh, is this a different group of players that are more proven, more known, and we should be more excited about? I think that these players are more proven, but beyond just that, I think that the whole roster as a whole is more focused on scoring with, you know, the players in the midfield that we had already highlighted who are able to distribute, Brent Richards, you know, the lack of having players who could distribute in the past um, has kind of been solved in this past off season. Hopefully Um, obviously I can't guarantee anything, but um, you know, as Adam said himself, you know, he has to give it to those who produce on his team for him. Um, And I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, You know, hopefully the goal scorers can be helped out by a team that is willing and able to assist for them this year. Perfect. Uh, my only concern about this attacking lineup is there's too much, too many treasures there to choose from. And there's the potential for a player being left off for a prolonged period of time, um, causing maybe some disruption on the roster, but maybe hearing from Adam. And if the, it's the same type of attitude with the rest of the roster, you might see 
These are professionals that understand they're not going to potentially play every single match, but when they do, and when they get out there on the pitch, uh, they have to prove themselves. They have to to do what they need to do. And, and I love the 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 hearing Adam just talk about. Uh, you know, he he's excited to be here and he's excited to um, join forces with someone like a Thomas Enavoltson, who uh, for Orange County fans, that's a known factor, a known face on this team. We know what he can do out there. We were hoping to see it last season. We missed out on it, unfortunately, because of, of COVID. Uh, so this is an exciting group. Um, I mentioned this on another podcast as a guest that when you look at the roster moves, it seems like the club, it was almost like that panic, like we couldn't score a goal. If our if our we needed to last season, so let's just go find every quality goal scorer we can find that's available, and let's bring them onto this roster. Um, now that's sort of an exaggeration there, but that's sort of what you're looking at here, right? You're bringing back Thomas Enavolts, and you're bringing back Darwin Jones, who's a proven scorer in the USL. He didn't have his greatest season last season, but he's proven that he can do it. Uh, and then you're bringing in uh, players that have done it both, you know, in the USL and uh, internationally. When you look at Adam Jean, Chris Weehan, Eero Markinen, um, and some big targets now, right? Eero Markinen is what six foot six. He's going to be out there, you know, just waiting to head that that ball into the back of the net when he gets his opportunities. So, and let's not forget. I mean, we're talking about those players, and we're talking. You got League One Ronaldo. Uh, is it Damas? I, I believe is how you would say his name. Um, he was a Golden Boot winner in League One, uh, I believe, a couple seasons ago. So, that's. Uh, Dylan's like looking like I'm saying something wrong. Am I incorrect? Well, so Damus makes sense, right? But he's Haitian, so it could be French. So it could be Damu, like Albert Camus. Oh, okay. But so you weren't questioning my. You weren't questioning my claim that he was a Golden Boot winner. It was just my pronunciation of his his no, name. He, he, I'm almost certain, won the Golden Boot in 2019 with North Texas. Yep. Oh, look at that! He did. <laughs> Um, let's do this. Uh, you know, we'll talk more about the roster. Like I said, we're going to get more in depth into some of these additions, some of these subtractions, uh, as we build up to the preseason and the regular season kickoff. Uh, but I want to give a little bit of an opportunity for us to just talk about some major, major, uh, soccer news. If any of us have anything we want to talk about, um, on here and discuss and share our thoughts on, I'm going to start off with you, Dylan. Is there any you know, USL or just soccer news in general that you want to uh, just briefly talk about? You know, nothing that would be, <laughs> uh, nothing that would be too positive. So we're going to keep this one light and wholesome and fun because it's 2021. He's, he's rhyming now, folks. He is rhyming. <laughs> Alan, let me move to you. Uh, USL. Do you have a fun rhyme? Do you have a, Do you have a fun rhyme to go with? If you're not rhyming, it's not. Don't it's force time. it. Don't force it. Gonna count. It's you, not good you, timing. If you're not rhyming, it's not good timing. That's cheap. All right, go ahead. That's Alan, wiggity sorry. wiggity. Uh, USL League One announced their schedule today. Um, at least uh, kind of some opening games. Uh, so that's hopefully some good news for the championship fans out there that we will see a schedule soon. Um, you can already kind of guess Orange County is probably going to start later based on their preseason schedule. Uh, later than some of the other teams, there's a flexible start date. But we uh, should hopefully see something from the league soon because um, League One announced their opening schedule. 
How about you, Brad? Any any soccer news you want to discuss? I have nothing for you today. Trying to stay positive, so I won't bring up you know anything about Charlotte Independence or any other interesting stuff that has happened over the past couple weeks. Um, let's do this. Uh, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're going to get into the details uh, more in depth on the roster. We're going to talk about the preseason schedule. Um, any other news that comes out over the next uh, month, month and a half before kickoff of the season hits, we will be covering it for you. And we're excited to be back. Uh, I know uh, Dylan has mentioned this past in the past. This is one of our favorite parts of the week is jumping on the podcast, talking Orange County Soccer Club, talking soccer in general, and just having a, a good old fun time. Uh, for about an hour each evening. So we appreciate, thank you for coming back uh, and listening to us on this, either live or on the podcast format. If you want to listen live, we will interact with your comments from time to time. That's why, you know, Alan was trying to talk about forward and wingers and I popped up a comment that I had posted about pepperoni, pineapple and jalapeno and it threw Alan off. And by the way, that is my favorite Topping combination when it comes to pizza. Pineapple, pepperoni, jalapeno. You get the spicy, the sweet, and the salty. All in one. But sweet doesn't belong on a pizza, though. Yes, it does. Okay. This is an entire episode. Go look at your your pizza sauce recipe. There's going to be sugar in that pizza sauce. So there is sweet already in there. So So then why do I need more? Because it makes it even better. All right. Let's get to our random thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. And we're not going to do random thoughts on pizza because we've already talked about pizza too much for this episode thanks to brad uh dylan I, I i'm assuming it's a book but if it's not what's your random thought oh it's a book but i also have a following random thought you don't get to double dip in random thoughts yeah i do it's called americana it's very good who's it by it. um Adichie, i believe is how you pronounce it <laughs> Um, For those not watching the live stream, he held up the book there. Yeah, hold it and up the again. moment I saw that author, I'm, I, I knew what I was going to ask him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Chimamanda Ngozi Ndichie, but uh, I could be wrong about that last one. I'm pretty confident about the first two. Um, my other random thought is you should get that jab. Because, like, just do it. Alan, like, you know, don't wait for someone else. You, just go and do it. Just Have you been jabbed yet, Alan? Uh, yeah, I had my second one uh, a week and a half ago. I'll be fully fully immune on uh the next weekend uh just in time for preseason soccer to really get going uh so i'm hopefully gonna try and make it out to orange county for one of the preseason matches because san diego is not letting us in um and you guys are you guys are still in the in the purple tier right no we just went everyone's in the red tier down here Woo woo. so that's my random thought of the day even though we're in the red Still make sure that you're taking care of business so we can all come back and spend some quality time together enjoying some socially distanced soccer at Championship Soccer Stadium. Uh, I'm looking forward. I know last year I was really worried about coming out to Orange County. This year I'm excited to uh, come out for a couple games uh, and enjoy some of uh, the Orange County friends that I haven't seen in quite some time. So still be safe still socially distance and make sure you're still supporting your local restaurants and businesses that are uh, starting to reopen, but do it in a safe way so we can see each other again soon. Brad, what do you got for a random thought? 
Alright, so my thing with you guys when I was a guest on the show was always to kind of show off what I was drinking today. So today I was drinking a nice Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. It's super heavy, super hoppy, and super expensive. Um, But as for my thought for the day, um, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to join the show full-time, kind of, you know, over the past year since 1868 Weekly kind of of fizzled out a little bit. You know, I've been missing the podcasting life, and hopefully, you know, for the fans that are listening to me, hopefully not for the first time, but for the first time covering Orange County, I did you guys uh, a good service. And if I didn't today, then hopefully I will in the future um, because this is a team that I really enjoy. Um, and I've always enjoyed watching it from Reno. I've watched plenty of Orange County matches besides Reno 1868, but I'm happy to be a part of it and uh, look forward to the future with you guys. Perfect. Yeah. You know, when uh, we sort of threw it out there and you mentioned, hey, I'm serious about wanting to join you guys. I'm like, hey, let's let's get Brad on here. Let's make make a, have a little fun with it. We'll do an announcement. We'll, uh, you know, announce that he is now signed with Orange and with the the orange and black soccer cast. And we're glad to have you on because you've been a great uh, friend to the, to the show. Uh, you definitely uh, chauffeured. Well, I guess we're all doing this, right? You uh, chauffeured Dylan and I around uh, Reno, our one trip up there. And it was probably the greatest experience uh, as far as uh, a road traveling game for soccer that I've ever had. I don't know about Dylan. Dylan's laughing about the way uh, I said that. Definitely up there, but I've had ones that didn't end with really big bruises. With you crashing in the airport, which we've talked about <laughs> on the show. If you don't know what we're, what we're laughing about, go back. But it, in all honesty, it was Brad's fault because Brad said, hey, we can get you to the airport like 30 minutes before the flight and you'll be fine. And we get there and they're like, last call. And they're actually calling Dylan on the phone saying, hey, where are you? So, uh, yeah, we, we'll bring, blame Brad for that. Um, but, uh, my random thought is just thanks for tuning in or listening to us on the podcast. Again, we're back for 2021. We're excited about this. We're just, uh, move, you know, getting bigger and better and trying new things. And we're going to keep doing that. And we're going to keep having fun talking about soccer. Uh, and we promise we're going to keep doing this and keep talking about this and, uh, yeah, enjoying the sport, the beautiful sport, just like you do. So, uh, for, well, before I, I, I sign off really quick, Dylan, where can our listeners, uh, hear more from you on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan or on Reddit slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan. Alan. I like how he pointed at his name in a audio podcast form. Maybe well, that's why he said it too. too. He did say, I know. Yeah. I was like, we is he going to go, viewers. is he going to go, is he going to go for it? Uh, a Underwood 48 on the Twitter machine. Uh, unless you don't like what I'm saying, and then it's uh, at pal on the sky on the Twitter machines. We're pretty much the same person. We look the same. We're white guys. We have beards. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. I'll just blame all my mistakes on Brad. So, so all the bad tweets are Brad. All the good ones are Alan, apparently. Uh, apparently, you don't need to say anything because Alan already shared your Twitter. But uh, Brad, where can our listeners uh, follow you? <laughs> You can follow me at pal on the sky, P A L O N T H E sky, S K Y. Um, and I guess, uh, no, I'm not going to throw Alan under the bus. Cause I guess I deserve a hazing for being the new guy, but you can find me at pal on the sky just about anywhere. Oh, there's a dog.
It's Aiden Quinn's job to throw me under the bus. That's his job. <laughs> you mean a door? What? Adorn. Oh, him this is so specific. I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry to waste yeah. 10 seconds of your time. Just stop listening now because <laughs> no one cares about that guy up there. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samore. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccercast. Go to our website, OCSCpod.com to read what we have to say, written, or listen to any of our episodes that we have ever released. If you are that adventurous and you want to go back and hear what we sounded like when we first started doing this, Dylan and myself. Yeah, that, that was that was a nice journey there. Uh, for Dylan, for Alan, for Brad, this is Ray, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.